Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan. You're battling with the flu, but uh, coming through it. But uh, you are, of course, based at Enniscorthy, and I'm sure you, like all our guests today, would like to wish Neil and the team here at Azets the very best to look for the future. Absolutely, one hundred percent, and it's it's good to see something positive, I suppose, on the the business front as well, which is always great news. And uh, with, with uh, the plans to increase the uh, capacity and uh, staffing levels further, that's good news for Enniscorthy, isn't it, Brendan? It is, yeah, because, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, in the in the current climate, anything that kind of creates jobs or helps promote jobs is obviously a very positive thing. And uh, just before I get on to the papers, just you're based here in Enniscorthy at the moment. Uh, I mean, ha- ha- what, do you, what do you feel the mood is like within Enniscorthy? I suppose in general, like the... the it's a kind of a, I always feel that I suppose people in Enniscorthy and, and maybe towns like New Ross as well they're very um, very kind of resilient you know and at, at the end of the day like today when something happens that's, go, that's going to have a positive impact I suppose um, in terms of jobs in terms of you know people the possibility of people getting Work. It's always a very positive thing. Um, I, th- I think there's a, there's an air of optimism around Enniscorthy, though, because there's a lot of positive things happening, and there's a lot of positive things kind of in, in the pipeline as well. Yeah, well, that's good to hear because you you would sense it as a journalist on the ground. You'd be getting these uh, vibes. Now let's see what's happening and making the papers uh, with the uh, Wexford People, the Enniscorthy Guardian, the New Ross Standard, and of course the Gorley Guardian. We start with a story from your colleague Porrick Byrne in the Wexford People, and this is about uh, a car dash to Waterford with miscarriage complications. What happened here? Yeah, and I, I suppose what this really does highlight is the the sort of current crisis situation with the hospital obviously or no one's fault because of the what happened with the fire but basically it was a, a couple from Ascomore and unfortunately um, the, 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 the the woman involved had a miscarriage but the and, and while that was obviously very very distressful and very serious for the couple the a further complication was they had to get her to hospital um, and had to rush her to hospital, but they had to go themselves in the car because basically of a lack of an ambulance. Um, so they went from Ascomore to Waterford. Um, and the, I mean, the journey from, you know, from, from, from Ascomore to Waterford is kind of well over an hour at the best of times. Um, but whereas the, the journey to Wexford Hospital obviously would have been a lot shorter. But it was an absolutely harrowing ordeal for both of them. Um, it, it involved, like, she, the couple, her, her name is Ashling, and she kept going in and out of consciousness. Um, so as, as they were driving down, at, at one point, um, Martin, her, her partner, he... Uh, he spotted an ambulance and tried to get their attention. The ambulance was stopped, so he knocked on the the, the windows. Um, but as he was saying to Padraig, the the training that ambulance personnel receive is when they're on a call, they they ignore that, um, which is understandable as well, obviously. Um, and they were lucky enough 
to meet a squad car and for about the last few miles the, the squad car gave them an escort to the hospital um, which probably saved them you know it's probably saved them 10 minutes 15 minutes going through traffic and when they got to the hospital then the the guards the, were very very helpful and they stayed with Ashling while, while Bart had to go and try and find a wheelchair and right. it, it just there's a, a lot of things about it that you know, it could have had a very, very different outcome. Um, now, thankfully, um, she, thankfully, she, she obviously is okay. Um, but you know, I suppose on on top of the stress yeah. of dealing uh, and the heartache of dealing with a miscarriage, um, it's it's going to have to go through such a harrowing ordeal. But, you know, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, this you know, it, it was a. It's a massive thing for them to go through. Yeah, and the and full story is in this week's edition of the Workshop yeah. People and in, in all in all the, the the other local papers as well. It features, I'm told. Um, we have discussed with Orla the situation regarding little Fia and the, the quest for family care at home, palliative care at home. Uh, you also have some very detailed information and you yourself have been working on this article, Brendan. I have, yeah. I, I spoke to um, her other aunt, Kira. Um, who's a, a GP in Cork uh, but like uh, I mean this is just so heartbreaking on every level and, and I mean and anyone especially I suppose parents would, would obviously empathise with the with their, their I, I hate calling it a story I, I, and maybe you're the same with, with, you know with, with things like, like this is a this is a four year old this, this isn't a story this, this is this is about a four-year-old child who's got a terminal illness and whose parents had to fight to get her the right to pass away at home whenever that happens, whether it's weeks or months. That, that, I just get very, I get very kind of annoyed about things like that because that's, that's, not, that's not a story. That's not a statistic. It's not just some other thing in the paper. Like this, this is a very real situation involving real people and on no level should parents who have been told that their child is going to pass away that that it, this is terminal and at the same time be told you're not going to have palliative care at home they shouldn't have to fight for this mm. now thankfully it looks like because they fighted for it that that it is going to happen and that she is going to get to spend her time at home with her little brother, Paddy, who she absolutely adores. But, you know, like, what's wrong with the system where, so, where a family in this situation has to fight for the right for their, for their child to pass away at home? I mean, the ser- serious questions of, of, of the whole health system has to be asked about this. And that's not reflective in any way on palliative services as the family themselves say like it's the people involved in palliative care are absolutely fantastic it's a system yeah in the southeast region there should be palliative care for children Brendan, we have to conclude our chat with you this morning as we come live from Enniscorthy from Neil Hughes' new development, Assets. Um, a positive story to finish off with. New, uh, new Ross is awash with Hollywood uh, kind of flavour at the moment. And uh, David Luby told me last week he was going to be looking in on this, and he is. Yeah, Ash, it's, it's a really, really positive thing. And there's such a positive vibe about the town. And, um, 
Do you know, it's it's the for anybody who who doesn't know, and I'm sure there's few and far between now, but it's it's the filming of a, of small things like these, uh, which is based on a book by Claire Keegan. Um, and it stars Killian Murphy, and it's a film that's been funded by a company owned by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. But the, the buzz around the town, and and it's kind of cool. like anybody who remembers New Ross in the 1980s, or or would have grown up in New Ross in the 1980s. Um, it's you know it's it's cool like Key Street. They've you know they've made it look like what it did back then. There's cars around the place as well, which are period cars from the time they're now classics um but but just it's just nice to have such a positive buzz about the place you know southeast radio's morning mix chat news and your views alan corcoran